the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. For the first time investor and the lifelong trader, this is the Biz 1440. KYCR Golden Valley, Minneapolis, St. Paul. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. The Israeli government says Hamas has freed two Americans who had been held hostage in Gaza since militants rampaged through Israel. Two weeks ago, Judith Renan and her 17-year-old daughter are from suburban Chicago. Here's the BBC's Tom Bateman. The release was brokered by Qatar, which has a history of mediating between Israel and Hamas. The group, which is known to be holding more than 200 hostages, including children and the elderly, described it as a humanitarian release. Israel said it had only happened because Hamas was under intense diplomatic and military pressure. Israel's bombardment of Gaza has continued with hundreds more people killed yesterday, according to local health officials. The UN says 1.4 million people, the majority of the population, are now homeless and at increased risk of infectious disease. With that is Tom Bateman reporting, and this is SRN News. The institutions use the markets to create income and get better returns for their investors. They are consistent year after year using tools that most people know nothing about. Learn the skills to invest and trade with the institutions at a free investing class in our local Twin City Center or virtually at 952-814-4410. Discover the tools the institutions use daily at Online Trading Academy, 952-814-4410, or go to learnwithota.com. Relief factor, pain relief. It's natural pain relief that works and pain relief that attacks the source of the pain. That's the experience of tens of thousands of Americans who are taking Relief Factor right now. See their incredible video endorsements at relieffactor.com and then order your three-week quick starter pack for just $19.95. That's less than a dollar a day. Find out if it can work for you like it works for me by ordering your three-week quick starter pack today. Relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com. Be the next success story. Hi, this is Rhett Rasmussen of BestHotGrill.com. We make the amazing Solaire infrared gas grills that are built to last and will consistently deliver better than restaurant grilled food. The Solaire infrared burner heats up to 1,000 degrees in just three minutes, even in the dead of winter. The high heat locks in the juices and flavor and grills food faster. Learn more about these fantastic USA-made grills at BestHotGrill.com. Solaire, hot, fast grills at besthotgrill.com. What does it mean to be a Christian woman in our current culture? How does your faith in Christ relate to the world around you? At times, being a Christian can seem like an overwhelming task in today's busy and challenging landscape. That's why you should visit iBelieve.com, a site designed for Christian women. Whether you're looking for insight, conversation starters for your church group, or just an uplifting message, you'll find it at iBelieve.com. Visit iBelieve.com, a division of Salem Media Group. Portions of the following program may have been pre-recorded. Turn all the lights on and kill the noise. 
The Biz 1440 presents the best two hours of economic news and commentary. Let's just say I know a guy who knows a guy who knows another guy. It's the King Banyan Show, your source for penetrating economic insight, razor-sharp analysis, and unflinching universal thought. The process of getting inflation back down to 2% has a long way to go and is likely to be bumpy. Everything you need to maintain clarity and stay ahead of the economic curve. If you're going to fix complicated problems, you have to learn how to fix simple problems first. Now, here's Professor King Banyan. Welcome back, King Banyan Show, the Biz 1440. Uh, thank you for being with us today. 651-289-4477, the number to call, questions and comments. 651-289-4477. Um, we, I continue to watch what's happening in uh, in uh, Israel and, Ga- and, and Gaza. Um, I'm also, by the way, uh, we allowed to think about more than one international thing at a time? I, I, I hope so. Yes. Because, uh, thank you. Uh, I am fascinated by what's happening in this this election tomorrow in Argentina. Um, John, you're now doing more newsy type things uh, in your new some of your new roles there at Salem. I am, but um, I, I'm not up on Argentina's current political whatever's going on there. I was thinking more about the the, the situation with Azerbaijan. Yeah. Oh well, we could talk about that too. I mean, I mean, I don't want I don't want to get too far away from the totally. purpose of the show. But but yeah, what's going on in Azerbaijan is is pretty nasty. About uh, about one hundred twenty thousand uh, ethnic Armenians lived in a, lived past tense in a um, in a piece of of disputed territory called the Gorod Karabakh, or or Armenians will call it Artsakh, and. Full disclosure: My last name is Armenian. My father is a first-generation Armenian American. Um, I have traveled to Armenia several times. Um, I have never been to Karabakh. I probably sounds like I'm not going to get to go. Um, anyway, the Azeris uh, have won a long-standing bat- war between themselves and, the, and this area, and they're in the process of ethically cleansing it. Um, that's what's going on in Azerbaijan. No one's paying attention to that. In our, it, it, no one's paying attention to that. And I, I, I know some. I would actually, if someone wants to know more about it, uh, simply reach out to me through Twitter, and I will be happy to point you in the direction of some interesting information um, that, that some information that might help you understand what's happening there. In Argentina tomorrow, there is an election, and the candidate that is most likely to win. Because he's being vilified uh, by people in, in, you know, by the right-thinking people on the on the East Coast right now, including an absolute hit job on by someone at Vox uh, yesterday, is named Javier Millet. I mean, I'm probably butchering his last name. Um, who is who is apparently quite libertarian, and and he says, um, and he gets on and and says nothing like no new taxes. He didn't see tax cuts. He says no taxes. He is that libertarian. He would like to get rid of the IMF and get them out of Argentina. He doesn't think they really need a central bank uh, in the country either. Um, he is a pretty, pretty committed um, believer in many of the uh, writings of, of what you'd consider the Austrian school of economics. It is possible that uh, this fellow uh, is going to be there. But here's, here's the truth of the matter. Since 2007, 
the rate of decrease of the Argentine peso, it is worth it is worth really uh, only about one three hundredth of what it was only uh, sixteen years ago. Um, the exchange it takes now, as opposed to when uh, the country in, tw- in nineteen sixteen established the peso peso at two pesos per dollar. Today it takes. All right, have a little fun. If you've got a pencil next to you, I want you to write down ten, and then figure out how many zeros you need for a quadrillion. One old nineteen sixteen peso now buys. You need ten quadrillion of those to buy what two of them bought in nineteen sixteen. That's according to um, that's according to Scott Granis at uh, at uh, his blog called Califia uh, uh, Beach Pundit um, down in the San Diego area. Um, this is this it's just remarkable. Since two thousand seven, the pay, I'm quoting Scott. Since two thousand seven, the peso has lost ninety nine point seven percent of its value vis a vis the dollar. The losses are accelerating. Something has to change. Well, it may. So it's worth paying attention to. I'm just saying. It's worth paying attention to. 651-289-4477. All of a sudden, I was developing an accent there. I don't know what's going on. Uh, But I wanted to get to uh, Jay Powell's uh, presentation at the New York Economics Club. In the last hour, we played his prepared remarks. Ran about eight, nine minutes. It's a typical it's a typical Powell speech, and this is, by the way, typically what Federal Reserve most of the Federal Reserve governors do. They go, they give a short speech, and then they just throw it to Q and A, where they have some buffer to someone asking them the questions. Usually, it's a, a journalist, another Fed official. I've done it um, once for um, once for uh, uh, President Kashkari at the Minneapolis Fed. Um, it's it, it it it's an honor. It's great to do, but it does it does mean that the questions are somewhat filtered. But I thought some of the answers were meant to be were 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 signaling a number of pieces. So we're just going to play these cuts one by one. I just want to react to them. I don't have so I don't have a prepared script, right? Because I don't have this wasn't part of the speech. This is just what he gave me out of Q and A. Let's play the first one. Cut number ten. And we've also had inflation coming down. So, you know, uh, that's it, it really is a story of much stronger demand. There may also be there may be some ways in which the economy is um, less affected by interest rates. Uh, it's hard to know precisely. But, for example, any company with bond market access will have termed out its debt. Right. And therefore may not be feeling the effects of higher rates. The same may be true of homeowners who have a, a long term fixed rate, low rate mortgage who then are therefore not because it's not an adjustable rate or a higher rate. They're not, they're not feeling that increase in rates. In other words, he's trying to argue that, that, that yeah, we know we raised rates 525 basis points. Why didn't it cause the economy to crash? Well, it may be because businesses and households adjusted to lower rates and locked in the low rates that they experienced back in 2021 and 2022. Um, which may be true, but this is what this has been. 
this has been part of the Fed's debate about why did our model go so so wrong? Why did we not get what we expected? One of those arguments that they're having is perhaps it didn't do what we thought it would do because it's it's a it be, because interest rates don't impact the economy in the same way they used to which means monetary policy is less effective or alternatively said when you need to when you need to raise rates to bring inflation under control um you have to do a whole lot more you've got to steer harder against against the current in order to move move things let's continue this is cut 11 some of the reasons why rates were low for the last 25 years were just uh, the aging of the global population and globalization and you know so lots of savings and relatively uh, with an aging population savings greater than investment so rates are lower so all of those led to low interest rates now that there's a little bit of uh, Jay Powell picking up the economic theory and because he's talking about things that are outside of monetary policy per se. Why are rates so low? Rates are not just determined by the supply and demand of funds. They're also driven by fundamentals in the economy itself. The rate of return on investment in capital, generally speaking, in the economy. The rate of, the, the rate of growth of the population. Matter, okay, Lower growth rates of population tend to be associated with lower rates of interest. Inflation adjusted. Um, and so forth. And so he's trying to explain, in fact, he's incorporating some of the discussion of secular stagnation, which Larry Summers had developed uh, 10 to 15 years ago, had been supported by some other economists that had, that I tend to think of as being center-left type folks. I think of, you know, even though we play a lot of Larry Summers and Summers has felt like he's been on the side of the angels for the last three years, Larry Larry Summers worked for Bill Clinton. Larry Summers was prepared to go work for for Barack Obama and Joe Biden. All right, um, and you know, Larry, you know, he's he's not a conservative, uh, and frankly, uh, accepting this view that as as Powell is doing implies that they think the interest rates have been lower, and they're now trying to figure out why they're going up and you're going to hear this uh from a couple other quotes here as well going forward but let me play out some of these other quotes i got time for one more on this segment let's play cut 12. i think we can say this now uh the effect of lower bound is not an issue you know we were we were very concerned about that right now we're very far from the effect of lower bound and the economy's handling it just fine but that's you know that's because we're at a time of of really elevated demand uh coming out of the pandemic as we reopened with fiscal stimulus and monetary stimulus. We have very strong demand in the United States. Hard to know what, what the economy will want in the way of interest rates when, when five years from now when all of the effects of the pandemic are behind us. And, and this gets to something that I had commented on, which I thought was, I, I thought was kind, of, kind of wild, uh, in which, um, in which uh, a newsletter from Axios, uh, uh, their macro newsletter comes out says says that you know we you know people got wealthier there was a there was a report some data that showed the increase in household wealth uh is now household household wealth is at an all-time high 
and Axios was like doing a victory lap on behalf of on behalf of uh, stimulus policies. It says it reflects a massive whole of government effort to use fiscal and monetary use fiscal and monetary power to keep American household finances afloat. No, it didn't. It reflects the impact of holding interest rates down and having falling interest rates that are for reasons which Paul just told you aren't necessarily things that were under their control. If you hold financial assets and and interest rates are naturally falling for a variety for non-monetary non-fiscal reasons, then you get wealthier. Right? Because lower interest rates increase the value of an existing asset. If you if you all of a sudden have government pushing interest rates to zero, putting them on the floor, then you've increased wealth. And and the one thing that you would say from here that might be that might that, that here is saying it's a whole of government effort to support household finances, that's not why they did it. They did it because they borrowed a bunch of money, and the bill is still to be paid. We still do not know what happens when we decide to have these interest rates go to to six or seven percent, and you've now got thirty, thirty-five, forty trillion dollars of government debt out there. That's the part we don't know yet, right? So. All we did was we decided that we were going to take all the losses of households and businesses that occurred because of something external, a pandemic. And we brought them onto the government and we said, we're going to make you whole. And when the process, we're, we're pushing interest rates down so it doesn't cost us so much. And hey, as a result of that, your house is worth more. Hey, your, your, your pension's worth more. Okay. The bill's still coming due. The bill is still coming due. We'll be back after this. You're listening to the King Banyan Show on the Biz, 1440. The golden rule and the top ten commandments. The Ramsey Show. I plan to keep my previous primary residence. I wouldn't keep that other house. You're in debt up your eyeballs, man. And you went to a brokerage account for a down payment. You're curling the two hairs I have left. Weekdays from 1 to 4 p.m. Live on the Biz 1440. Hey, listen up. Paige Rue here, host of Reloaded, a reality show about my life as a girly girl raised in a gun store. Yes, you heard that right. A gun store. We're a family-owned range in Phoenix, Arizona. I'm a firearms instructor, and my passion is to empower Americans to exercise their Second Amendment rights. It's so fun to go to work and see my parents, brothers, and sisters. We all work hard, but leave it to the boss, a.k.a. my dad, to get us off task. There's always one in the family. In this season, I'm preparing for my first shooting competition called Tactical Game. Being my first competition, you'd think I'd start out small, but nope. I have a go big or go home attitude. This event not only takes shooting skill, but physical fitness. 
and some of these competitors are professional athletes. Ugh, I'll need to recruit some help to ensure I don't fail miserably. Watch my goofy family run three successful gun ranges while I prepare for the most difficult event of my life. There is no downtime with us. You can find every episode now only at SalemNow.com. Looking for a new way to give back to your community, learn new skills, and make a real difference? Consider volunteering with your local fire department. The majority of U.S. firefighters and emergency responders are volunteers, answering the call when their community needs them. Be part of a dedicated team of volunteers who step up and protect their community from all types of hazards. You can be the difference. There's no typical firefighter. Anyone can volunteer to serve their community. Volunteering as a first responder is really about having the heart and drive to make a difference where it's needed most. Aside from helping your community and being there for those in need, being a member of the Volunteer Fire Service provides many benefits, including an opportunity to learn new skills and join a family that will serve with you, always have your back, and train you to be the best version of yourself. Your community needs you. Will you answer the call? Learn more and find a local volunteer opportunity at makemeafirefighter.org. That's makemeafirefighter.org. What is dedication? My daughter started making necklaces. She makes what we call affirmation fashion. I tell her every day that your black is beautiful. And if there's anything better than being beautiful, it's being smart. And if there's anything better than being smart, it's being kind. And reaffirming that every day is our method of making sure her chin never drops. That's dedication. Visit fatherhood.gov to hear more. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. The Ramsey Show. You're also supposed to enjoy money. Now, some of you that overspend out there, you spend like you're in Congress, you don't have any issue with this enjoying money thing. Enjoying money without overdoing it is a sign of maturity. The Ramsey Show. Live every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4. Red, red wine. Go to my head Make me forget that I Still need a soul Welcome back, King Banyan Show, The Biz 1440. Red, red wine. We'll tweet out the... I, am I correct to assume, John, you, you'll have this playlist up on Spotify later? Oh, yeah. Okay, we're going to tweet this one out. We don't tweet them all out because sometimes they're... They're like different versions of the same playlist, but um, but uh, this one people got people got to come come and listen to this whole thing. And I just need it in the car on on this weekend because I'm going to be in the car a lot. Uh, lots of things happening here in the second half of October. Six five one two eight nine four four seven seven. The number to call questions and comments. The King Banyan Show. The Biz fourteen forty. We were playing the Q and A from from Jay Powell Thursday at the Economics Club of New York uh, with Bloomberg's David Weston. Let's continue this cut number thirteen. So the the evidence of your eyes is that the economy is is handling much higher rates, at least for now, without difficulty. So notionally, that that might tell you that that the neutral rate has risen, or it may just tell you that we haven't had rates high enough for long enough. Um, you're right, though. But, uh, you know, you, you, you have, we have models for everything. We have formulas for everything. Ultimately, as a practitioner, mm-hmm. we have to, you know, be focused on what the economy is telling us, even taking lags into account. What's it telling us? Does, does it feel like policy is too tight right now? I would have to say no. I think the evidence is not that a policy is too tight right now. Um, 
that's another one of those like where the where everyone's getting mad at Jay Powell because he's telling you mark, markets are too high. There are people out trying to get um, um, they're they're trying to, they're trying to uh, uh, figure out what's his formula, what's he using. He's just saying the formulas are pretty strange. We'll we'll get to that. We'll get with that because uh, uh, Loretta Mester tries to give a little bit of an education on how she's thinking about how to measure these. Uh, these uh, the, these higher rates, but he's saying, does it feel like it's getting as it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like uh, things are getting uh, too tight? Uh, but he was, but he says, I don't think policy is too tight, and I think that's what he has to say because me he says I think policy is too tight. He's got to reduce rates, and so you're not going to get him to say policy is too tight. He's going to say. He's going to be in Goldilocks land. He's going to say these are just right, and if anything, we were because the last three times we've been surprised, we were surprised by by having to raise rates further. We could possibly get surprised that way again because we haven't quite gotten it right yet. Let's continue. This should be cut forty. The whole idea of of uh, tightening policy is to affect financial conditions, and to the extent. Higher bond rates reflect they, they do. They're producing tighter financial conditions right now. So that is that's how monetary policy works. That's literally how it works. So it's literally how it works. Okay. Uh, yes, it is how it works. It raises rates, and and many of the other people who have been out speaking have been making that point. Okay. There was a even uh, uh, Christopher Waller, governor. He's one of the seven governors in D.C. Um, he was out saying, I think higher rates are doing our work for us, and I don't think we need to re- raise rates next next time around. Markets have taken that very clearly. The, okay, rate hike, you know, 10 days from now is off the table. It's not 11 days from now. Off the table. Not going to happen. Just not going to happen whatsoever. Um, unless something really weird happens in the next 10 days. Okay, which doesn't doesn't seem very likely. The only upcoming piece of data that they have to look at carefully will be the GDP data next week, which will come on Thursday. It'll be the first look at third quarter. Most of the forecasts are rate to be at for that for that GDP growth rate to be above three percent. I think if it comes in at two something, there's gonna be some disappointment. Oh, the economy's softer than we thought. Now, everyone thinks there's going to be 3% this time, but they're still saying, but it's going to be much softer go, going forward. I, I agree. I think, I think 2024 is likely to be a very low growth, a very low growth period in the economy. But we'll, we'll, we'll see about that. Let me, so one last, one last quote from Jay Powell in the Q&A Thursday, uh, cut 15. There was, there was no playbook. You know, there, we've never seen, we hadn't seen a global economic shutdown People were th- were thinking that the pandemic might kill a whole lot of people, and that we wouldn't have a vaccine for five years. We might not have an economy for five years. So, these things were all very possible in March of 2020, and so we pulled out all the stops, and Congress put out all the stops. With the benefit of hindsight, could we have done a little bit less and had a little bit of inflation? I guess we could. Isn't that remarkable? Has anyone else played that for you? Listen carefully. Play it one more time. Cut fifteen. There was there was no playbook. You know, there, we've never seen. We hadn't seen a global economic shutdown. People were th- were thinking that the pandemic might. 
kill a whole lot of people and that we wouldn't have a vaccine for five years. We might not have an economy for five years. So these things were all very possible in March of 2020. And so we pulled out all the stops and Congress pulled out all the stops. With the benefit of hindsight, could we have done a little bit less and had a little bit of inflation? I guess we could. There you go. King, I got a question. Yeah. Isn't there precedent for this? Uh, in 1920 in the Coolidge administration. I mean, you can compare the two, can't you? Or are they completely well, not comparable? I, I, are they had, you, a, they are had you, a pandemic. And, okay, and, so I was, thinking, <laughs> I was trying to figure out which way you were going with that because, of course, in I'm trying to remember my history right. Um, he damn it, he schlays. Yeah, I'm trying to remember my history right because uh, – you don't get you don't get Coolidge till twenty one, right? No, no, and I don't have all the dates exact, so I, I'm not sure. But right. it seems like there is some at least uh, uh, you know there's some similarity between the two situations. You had a global pandemic, and 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 then you had the Roaring Twenties once they once they right. didn't do anything. Essentially, the Coolidge. But re- uh, remember what you what, remember what you did in twenty in twenty nineteen was you demobilized all of the. All of the uh, military in, in Europe and the United States. Good point. Coming out of World War One. Very good point. Right. So you get this. So even if you didn't have, even if you didn't have massive monetary and fiscal stimulus, which you didn't, you would have had you would have had the impact of a whole lot of additional spending when Johnny comes marching home again, right? So, so, so I, you know, there are some similarities there, but for very different reasons, and. And I don't think anybody, I don't think, I mean, I spent uh, about a month in 2020, because I had a lot of time at home, uh, <laughs> reading reading the uh, history of uh, uh, the Spanish flu and monetary and fiscal policy response. Monetary policy was not a participant. Fiscal policy was still kind of focused on demobilization. Um, and frankly, they everybody treated Spanish flu like it was a local problem, not a national problem. There are very few speeches given by out of D.C. by the Wilson administration addressing the pandemic. Huh. So very I mean, interesting. I mean, yeah, I think that I mean, and 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 I, I'm I'm a little out over my skis going further than that. Uh, I don't know that I have the evidence firmly in my head, but I would I I think fair to say we had. Um, I think fair to say that uh, our reaction to the pandemic in twenty in nineteen nineteen and nineteen twenty was much was much less focused on uh, much less focus on containment. Uh, it was simply how do we find a way to take care of the uh, sick. Um, there were there were periodic shutdowns of bars and theaters, but not much more than that. Hmm. Right. Got so, it. So that's about it. Um, <laughs> that clip, that clip, that clip is still annoying, King. Listening to him say that, it's still aggravating. It is aggravating. I mean, it, I mean, they tell you they've got a plan, but now he comes out and says, "Yeah, we really didn't have a plan. We were just kind of flying by the seat of our pants. Uh, we were, you know, you know, because you know we're the uh, we're the geniuses in the room, right? So we're the ones that are getting this done. Yeah, it is. It's it 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 probably annoys you to understand." that they really didn't have a model in their head. Um, and they're trying to assert they have a model now. Okay, let's take a break here. We'll be back after this. You're listening to The King Banging Show on The Biz, 1440. 
Dr. Gorker here, and I want to talk to you for a minute about 100% drug-free Relief Factor. I've been taking Relief Factor for years now to help me deal with pain in my body. My wife takes it as well. The reason we tell everyone uh, we know about it is simple. We found it really works to help our bodies fight off the inflammation that causes aches and pains. Whether it's the pain of injuries you've sustained or just the natural pains from the mileage over the years, Relief Factor can help. I've never looked back. Almost 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it works for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick start for the discounted price of only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF to find out more about this offer. That's relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF. Feel the difference. Chris Hassel with Mike Golick Jr. We're taking our college football Saturday night powered by Learfield crew to Tallahassee at Doak. Florida State unbeaten hosting Duke on Saturday night. Mike Elko's tough squad going to try and take that show on the road against Jordan Travis and a high-flying Florida State Seminoles offense. Join us this Saturday. Our coverage begins at 630. The Biz 1440 is proud to present College Football Saturday Night. Don't miss out on the action. Tune in live at 6.30 p.m. this Saturday. Many people are searching for the right 401k decisions within these crazy markets. Are you looking for a local community of investors with the right skills that could help build confidence? Make better financial decisions right here in the Twin Cities because you are the best steward of your own money. Call OTA today to learn more in our free introductory investing class, either in-center or virtually at 952-814-4410, 952-814-4410, or go to learnwithota.com. Can your IRA stand up to the next financial crisis that our top economists are saying is at our doorsteps? By allocating a percentage of your IRA into physical gold and silver with a tax-free rollover, you can diversify and safeguard your holdings from turbulent markets and economic downturns by putting your IRA back on the gold standard. Find out how to safeguard your assets with a tax-free rollover with a Genesis Gold IRA, the only IRA that can hold physical precious metals. Call now for your free gold and silver report. Protect your IRA today with one simple phone call and learn how to qualify for up to $10,000 in free silver. Call Genesis Gold Group, empowering faith-driven stewardship. 800-504-1123. That's 800-504-1123. Welcome back, King Banyan Show. The Biz 1440. I'm like moving to this, right? Yeah. Anyway, we got to do a little work here. We got. I made poor John pull me 20 clips, and we've only played about 12 of them, so we got work to do um, here. Um, I could have played about. A dozen different uh, Fed officials out speaking. I had, I had, I listened to recordings. Getting ready for some talks I'm doing next month. I probably listened to about four hours of Fed talk uh, in the last week, <laughs> right? 
pray for me. But um, but the one I'll share with you was Loretta Mester in only one paragraph of what was a long talk. It's unusual for for you to see Fed officials at the system open market at the Shadow Open Market Committee. The Shadow Open Market Committee was created by folks at the University of Chicago, at Carnegie Mellon, and others who were critical of the Fed and wanted to say, well, if we ran the Fed, here's what we would do. So it's unusual and interesting when one of the Fed's officials decides to go talk to the people who think they can do it better, right? And that's what SOMC is. And so she was there. The presentation was at the Manhattan Institute, uh, was hosted by the Manhattan Institute, uh, and um, she talked a little bit about the structure of interest rates herself using some of the same formulas that Jay Powell was talking about. I think she has more faith in them than he does. And let's play this first. Cut seven. The recent focus on the U.S. fiscal situation, which will likely necessitate higher issuance of Treasury date, debt, likely contributed to the rise in the term premium. So what's the term premium? The term premium is how much you have to pay extra to borrow money longer term because of the threat that you might end up missing out on more lucrative interest rates later on. So if, I, if I'm holding a 10-year bond that pays me 5%, I, could, you know, I should be fairly indifferent between that and holding a series of one-year bonds between years 1 and 10 that also return me about 5%. But because there's a risk that I might miss out somewhere down the road, I might there, the one-year bond might be paying me 6 or 7%. I have to get paid a little bit more on the 10-year bond. That's why the 10-year, that's why longer-term interest rates are typically higher than short-term interest rates because you're missing out on that reinvestment opportunity. Um, so that's what she's talking about. If we're going to have to offer a whole lot more treasury securities to float the debt here in the United States, it's possible that in the future short-term interest rates are going to be higher, and so I have to get higher long-term interest rates today to compensate for that. Let me play more. Cut eight. Now, one factor that does not appear to have contributed to the rise in yields since September is inflation expectations. Those measures have remained relatively stable. That, that's, that's been said repeatedly by many Fed officials. They believe and they're using the fact that the spread between a tr- an inflation-protected Treasury bond and a not-inflation-protected Treasury bond is still implying an inflation rate somewhere between two and two and a half percent, right? So if I can, so if I buy a Treasury inflation-protected security or TIPS bond right now, I can get two and a half percent plus inflation protection for the length of the bond, or I can buy a not-protected security that pays me five percent. So I would rather hold the other one, right? So the Fed is saying is saying one of the reasons why they think they've got inflation under control is that spread is only saying two and a half percent. You've noticed, right, I talked about the the, the mortgage versus 10-year treasury spread, and now I'm talking about the spread between things. Infl- interest rate spreads are a key tool that economists use to describe various things happening in the economy because they are market prices we can observe moment to moment to figure out what new information is moving people to change opinions. That's why we like them. Let me finish out with, Mest- with Loretta Mester from the Cleveland Fed, cut nine. 
Now, regardless of the decision made at our next meeting, if the economy evolves as anticipated, in my view, we're likely near or at a holding point on the Fed funds rate as we accumulate more information on economic and financial developments and assess the effects of the tightening in financial conditions that's already occurred. That is the sound of a hawk becoming a dove. She's, okay, Loretta Mester has been pretty clear. We need to go rates higher, 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 higher. She was all for getting out here to 5.5%. She's announcing, I'm ready to get off the bus unless something, unless something happens that is, um, that, that is unforeseen in our model, right? That's true with everybody else. But, there's, but it's interesting because I would have bet that on that dot plot in September where you had, you had 11 say they wanted to have one more rate hike and 7 say they don't want another rate hike, I would have bet she was in the eleven. So I think she's gone from from one more to no more as a result of that. So that 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 I thought was newsworthy. Um, but you can see how the Fed is now talking kind of quietly, not really calling out what it is. They're being they're being swung in terms of the policies they're having to develop by the fact that the Treasury is having to issue so much additional debt to cover additional government spending. It is unusual for for a monetary policymaker to criticize directly fiscal policy. But it's making their jobs much harder. You've heard Powell, you've heard you've heard Mester, I heard I heard it in Chris Waller's speech, I heard it in I've heard it a little bit in even in Raphael Bostic's speech uh, on Thursday. Um, he's the Atlanta Fed president. Um, and Larry Summers, is, Larry Summers, who, again, no conservative, is telling the Fed, you maybe need to talk directly to the fiscal policymakers to say, you guys are making this job really hard for us, and you're putting us in some danger. So this was on, this was on Wall Street Week last night, uh, Larry Summers, cut 16. But there was a big Newfoundland of a dog that wasn't barking as he was speaking. And that's everything about the federal uh, fiscal situation. That matters two ways. If there's more debt and much bigger deficits, that means more demand in the economy. And that raises the neutral rate now and raises even more the prospective neutral rate in the future. That's one important link. The other important link is that when you're trying to sell huge amounts of long-term uh, debt because you have very big deficits, its price goes down, and that means longer, higher long-term yields, a rising term premium. And I think you've got both of those phenomena going on, and realization that the neutral rate's likely to be higher because of uh, fiscal policy and the uh, supply absorption. There was an interesting piece in, uh, in on Semaphore, uh, one of the newer newsletters that are that are that's out there right now, um, written by some of the guys that are at Axios. Uh, certainly not a not a right wing piece, but um, talking about the fact that net interest income for smaller banks has gotten much has dropped, while uh, net interest income for larger banks like Morgan and Far- Wells Fargo, have have increased. There's 
clearly still some concern about what's happening to the smaller banks, and that's a part that I don't think that I don't think Summers is talking about. But Summers is clearly pointing out fiscal policy is driving these interest rates higher, and it's creating some issues for the monetary policy authority. Uh, he continues. This was again on uh, Wall Street Week last night. Larry Summers cut seventeen. I understand that the Fed's job is not to get involved in uh, fiscal policy, but I think over time the Fed is going to have to, as the monetary authority of the country, going to have to engage on some of these questions about uh, Treasury debt, especially given the magnitude of its own balance sheet and the magnitude of the losses that acting as the agent of the Treasury and taxpayers, the very substantial losses that have been taken uh, in a mark-to-market sense on the Fed's balance sheet. So those fiscal issues have to be at the center, it seems to me, of a discussion of interest rate issues. That is absolutely remarkable. I'm used to hearing people talk about the loss on the Federal Reserve's balance sheet as, and being consigned to being oh you're just this big right-wing person you're just you're you're con- you're just obsessed about debt and deficits because you're an old-fashioned neocon from way back and so you know this is larry summers <laughs> this is no neocon telling you this issuing trillions of dollars of debt year after year is making is causing not just the monetary policy to be difficult to create, but it puts a loss on the Fed's balance sheet that at some point has to be, it probably needs to be recognized. It is putting on the balance sheet of many places. This is exactly, this is exactly the thing that got Silicon Valley in trouble. They, they went under when interest, when, when the treasury bill rates went to four. Now they're at five. Who tips over now? Let's suppose those folks who I would talk about at the beginning of the show that we're talking about mortgage rates going to 9 and 10 are right. And suppose that that's because Treasury securities move up to 65 and 7% yields. Any bank that bought those bonds at, at 3% or even at 4% or at 5% going, oh, 5%, I'm golden. They'll be great. That gets out to seven, eight percent. Those banks could very, like, very possibly be underwater. And I understand convexity for those those of you that are in finance fields. I understand that the move from five to seven has less impact on the balance sheet than a move from three to five. Okay, don't, 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 don't at me. All right, I understand that. There's still a lot of banks out there for whom that move will probably move them from profit to loss and could even move them to to illiquidity and and being unable to meet uh meet deposit outflows that uh their debtors their depositors their creditors are asking for Larry Summers is calling out some very serious issues and I hope people are listening to it but I don't think they are I think we're still in this world where we're like well, it looks like we don't have to have a recession or or you get someone out there like, my model says there's a 100% chance of recession. Okay, honestly, folks, just stop. Let's just admit, we don't know what's going to happen next. 
and and both uh, Pollyanna and Cassandra need to be told you don't know what you're talking about. We're back after this. You're listening to the King Banyan Show on the Biz 1440. question for you when you add tolerance subtract prejudice and multiply efforts to treat one another with respect what do you get less division and school sports have it down to a science looking for an example of what can happen when we realize there's more that unites us than divides us look no further than high school sports in minnesota this message presented by the minnesota state high school league and the minnesota interscholastic activities administrators association Raising a family can be tough, but sometimes you just gotta laugh. Teenagers. But I believe personally teenagers are God's revenge on mankind. In order to provide some levity in the midst of life's chaos, AM 980 The Mission is hosting comedian Jeff Allen on November 16th at Celebration Church in Lakeville. One day God was looking down over his creation and just said, let's see how they like it to create someone in their own image who denies their existence. Jeff's stories are hysterical, and his testimony is deeply inspiring. Don't miss your chance to see Jeff in person. I have read the Bible more than once, cover to cover, and it never says how old the devil was when he rejected God's authority. My guest, 16. Comedy Night is sponsored by Mathnasium, the math learning center. Visit am980themission.com to buy tickets today and save up to $10 per ticket. Devil got his driver's license and drove to Georgia. That's all I know. China is attacking the U.S. patent system, stealing American innovations, and we are helping them do it. The Chinese Communist Party intends to surpass us and to be the world leader in innovative technology. Innovation Race, the shocking new movie from the Tea Party Patriots, exposes the truth. China will use our own technology to threaten our economic and military security. Dominating technology means you dominate the world itself. This is a race that we cannot afford to lose because we're not going to have a country. If China gains control over 5G technology with a flip of a switch, they could remotely turn off our phones, our cars, even our power grid. We've lost sight of what it is to protect this nation. We need to up our game. In today's high-tech world, there's no prize for second place. Watch Innovation Race. Available now on demand or DVD at SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is McGruff the Crime Dog with an important message. Before you think about buying counterfeit products, think again. You're smart. Buy smart. Go for real. Learn more at McGruffPSA.org. This message is brought to you by the United States Patent and Trademark Office and the National Crime Prevention Council. The Ramsey Show. Mama's going to be just fine when you die, financially speaking. I'm sure she'll cry. My wife is actually planning my death, and it's got me very concerned. My estate plan is predicating (laughs) on me predeceasing her, and I don't know how she knows that. The Biz 1440. Weekdays 1. To four. You got a friend in me. Welcome back, King Banyan Show. Got a friend 
I tried to explain Randy Newman to my daughter. She didn't get it. <laughs> I, 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 I just tell I, I mean. Oh. Oh, I did. I, I mean, this came after Harry Neil, after an explanation of Harry Nielsen. Yeah, he's another which one. Also went tough. nowhere. <laughs> yeah. Which also went nowhere. Uh, so, <laughs> tough to explain, especially to somebody of that generation. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like, well, he was a thing. You know, that's all I can say is, well, he was a thing. Um, six five one two eight nine four four seven seven. Um, I think the you know the lesson to learn from this today is that you have to sort of listen for the fact that there are numerous risks out there. Uh, Thurston Slock, who is a uh, works for Apollo Capital Management, their chief economist. He's been around for some time, I think, does a fantastic job. Uh, Slock was on uh, was on Bloomberg, uh, I think this was yesterday, uh, talking about the risks that are out there. And there are numerous ones that are uh, out there. I'm just looking at his list, right? Household savings, I think, is a big risk. Student loan payments, I actually don't think it's that big. Sticky inflation, yes, big. Credit card de- delinquencies, not yet, but maybe. Rising default rates, possibly. We'll see. But but I still say deficits are one of the biggest, budget deficits are some of the biggest ones that we should probably be worried about. But let's play him a little bit. This was, this was on Bloomberg, Torsten Slock from uh, uh, Apollo Capital Management, cut 18. Rates can go up for two reasons. Long rates can either go up because Fed expectations are changing. In other words, if we suddenly were pricing in many more rate hikes, then, of course, long rates should also be going up. But that's not what has happened in the last several months. Instead, it is all these non-economic reasons why rates have gone up, or in different words, it's the term premium that has driven rates higher. And what are those non-economic reasons? So he's going to tell you what they are, and I want you to listen to this carefully because he's going to tell you this is these are all the things that can drive that term premium. T- tell me how many of these are under the control of, of uh, monetary policy. Play cut 19. Well, first of all, the U.S. had a downgrade in August on the sovereign side. That's, of course, been a major change to what's going on in Treasury markets. Also, we have seen significant issues with issuance of Treasuries next year going to grow quite significantly. On average, issuance of Treasuries across the yield curve will be up 23%. Hold that number, 23%. 23% increase in the, in the issuance of government of government securities across the spectrum, meaning the debt the the debt is likely to the change in the debt's likely to rise by twenty three percent. Doesn't mean the debt itself is going to go up by twenty three percent. Just means the change in the debt will rise by by twenty three percent. That that's none of these are under the control of the Fed. Let's let's finish him out. Cut twenty. More importantly, we also have another list of things like Japan exiting yield curve control. We have China is having lower exports. That means fewer dollars to recycle. Mm. So there is basically a laundry list of all kinds of somewhat unquantifiable explanations why rates are moving up. And the most important issue in this discussion is if we finally get some bad data, say non-farm payrolls or say jobless claims, if rates don't go down, it will reveal that it is all these non-economic reasons why rates are moving higher. So- In other words, if 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 the if the we get a bad number, the next unemployment report is two weeks from yesterday, right? So it'll be the first Friday in November. It'll be after the Fed meeting. If you get a bad number there, or if you get get a get a bad you get a bad number there, or suppose you get a soft GDP number this week and rates continue to go up, then we'll all know. 
that the problem is not the Federal Reserve. Because, frankly, I'm looking at the rates now, and I increasingly think to myself, uh, it's not the Fed. It's not the Fed. It's it's the fact that the fiscal it's the fact that the fiscal policymaker is issuing way more debt than we expected, and it's coming to, coming due. What we'll have probably next week, besides the GDP report, is I want to go back and do an old lesson I used to teach when I taught when I was teaching economics classes back in the eighties and nineties, and teach something called crowding out. What does that look like? What does that mean? Because I think that has massive implications for the long-term growth of this economy. Not the short-term, but the long-term growth of this economy. And that, and I think we're in a place where it may, in fact, be too late to turn the wheel. It certainly seems to be close. I want to talk about a study done by uh, the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania uh, earlier this month which says, well, if rates go to here, here's what's likely to happen. Um, you know, everyone thinks of the debt as something you can deal with down the road. Time's running out. I actually think, I actually, and soon when you get someone like Wharton putting up numbers like that, I think that's, I, I, I think that's telling. So I want to thank you for listening today. Hey, John, fantastic playlist. We'll have it up on Spotify later today. Uh, it, luckily, next week, you'll get to hear nothing from the Federal Reserve because they go dark next week. And so we'll have more data for you. Uh, GDP Saturday next week here. King Banging Show, The Biz 1440. You want to feel important. You want to feel a part of something bigger, something that matters and can help change things. You want to feel like you belong. We felt that way, too. I'm Second Lieutenant Logan Swanson from Rosemount, Minnesota, and that's why we did something about it. We aren't just Minnesota Army National Guard soldiers. We are people just like you. And together, we can make a difference. Take on your legacy. Visit nationalguard.com forward slash MN to find out more. Sponsored by the Minnesota Army National Guard and aired by the Minnesota Broadcasters Association and this station. 17 national championships. 37 conference titles. There is nothing like being a bison. Inside 10. What a move. Cutting to the end zone. Be part of the Bison journey all season long right here on your home for Bison football. The Bison welcome the Western Illinois Leathernecks to the Fargo Dome this Saturday. Catch the pregame at 1.30, kickoff at 2.30 on the Biz 1440. Dr. Gorka here, and I want to talk to you for a minute about the 100% drug-free relief factor. We all deal with aches and pains in our day-to-day lives, and I have had my fair share, including injuries like a detached quad muscle that, I can tell you, fell into the category of really bad pain. But I've been able to manage the pain by taking relief factor. It helps your own body to attack and fight off sources of inflammation, the source of most of our aches and pains, and I've loved it for years now. Almost 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it worked for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick starter pack for the discounted price of only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com, call 800-4-RELIEF to find out more about this offer. Feel the difference. Has your heater or air conditioner busted? Appliance broken? Computer crashed? Then you need an ARW home warranty. 
Home system and appliance repairs and replacements can cause stress and cost you thousands of dollars per year. With an A-plus BBB rating and a top-rated home warranty company on Consumer Affairs and Trustpilot, ARW Home provides superior service, featuring the industry's lowest service call fee. ARW Home has warranty plans that cover your kitchen and laundry appliances heating and air conditioning systems, electrical and plumbing systems, and much more. Call 800-942-1451 to customize your plan. Plus, ARW has partnered with Azurian to protect your new and used tablets, laptops, TVs, and other home tech from accidental damage and wear and tear. All plans come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Call 800-942-1451 for your free quote. That's 800-942-1451. The biz- Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.